welcome to 81 Points, where we talk about all things Lakers, hosted by two guys named Chris. Should we uh, start off this podcast by congratulating Cody Bellinger on his uh, MVP award? Yes, we should, we should. Congratulations, Cody Bellinger. Um... Yeah, we're recording now. <laughs> I didn't even realize. Uh, yeah, it should be you know celebrated by Dodgers fans, by people in LA. But uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'm sure you, I know that you have thoughts on that. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a Bellinger fan, which may come as a oh? shock. Yeah, the guy's the king of, the guy's the king of regular season, and the absolute, just, what do you call it, the goat. And I don't mean that in the, I guess... Short for scapegoat. You're right. Basically. Of the postseason for the Dodgers. But he's actually putting together quite a resume, you know? I think he's got Ricky of the Year. Um, he's got a gold glove now. NLCS MVP. Yeah. Now Did he get gold MVP. glove for uh, outfield or for first outfield. base? Outfield. Oh, wow. And the thing is, he's actually a gold glove caliber at first base, too. Yeah. So, Great player. Um, Mike Trout won his third, which is great. And uh, Third MVP? Yeah. Wow. Third before like the age 27, which has only been done, I think, like one other time. He's So he's basically already like a first ballot Hall of Famer then? Oh, absolutely. First ballot Hall of Famer. He's, he's pretty much... He's, he's actually got a chance to be the greatest baseball player of all time. No way. Yeah. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's saying... Oh, yeah. Well, who is the greatest baseball player of all time right now? Well, is it Babe Ruth? Are we, are we counting, uh, you know, are we counting steroids era? Oh. Uh, well, you're like the baseball aficionado. So, like, in your mind, considering everything, like, what is the general like, well, opinion on who I think I'm in the is? minority in this is that I think steroids was not a big deal. So, because of that, I think Barry Bonds is the greatest player of all time. Wow, that's uh, I know that's same. a major concession from yeah. a Dodger fan. Yeah, yeah, but he's 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 dominated the sport like no other that I've ever seen. I mean, the guy was multiple seventy home run seasons, right? Or something. <laughs> no, like he's, that? I think he's only had one, but yeah, I mean, he's, okay, multiple sixty plus home run seasons. I don't even know if it's that, <laughs> but oh, <really? laughs> but no, I mean, the guy's all time home run leader. Um, the guy is. He has the most intentional walks of all. Yeah, time, right? I mean, he is like he is. He was so dominant. He dominated the sport like I've never seen ever in the in baseball. And baseball is a hard game to dominate. It's actually tailor made for it to not. Yeah, and his head expanded <laughs> unlike anything I've ever seen before either. Exactly. Yeah. And well, okay, so we'll go on. We'll move on to our you know main topic of the NBA, but. We should talk about how the fact that the Astros got caught. Oh, right. Yeah. The, I mean, that's the, a big deal. They got caught stealing stealing signs, basically. So in baseball, it's... Well, there, okay, so there's an old adage, right? In baseball, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, right? And okay. and sign stealing is a absolute part of the game. You know, pitchers have, like... You know, they put all kinds of grand, grimy material on their glove, like... Vaseline to get their make their pitches like you know give it more like life or give it more movement yeah they put stuff on their caps too right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so cheating has been pretty rampant like in all of baseball and it's it's there's a history of it right but this is probably the most egregious type of cheating since probably the the black socks you know those players that you're do, going all the way back to like a hundred years ago yeah yeah it's that bad okay yeah it's that bad because well okay so just to tell you listeners what happened yeah that makes sense because like from a overall team perspective of course we've seen like individual players right like, use a cork bat or right peds or whatever right. but yeah but this has exactly and ba- basically what they did was they stole signs by using electronics like putting cameras out in the alpha i mean this thing was complicated they <laughs> Complicated, not complicated. They put cameras out there, and then they relayed the the um, 
the signs from the catcher to the dugout yeah via either a loud whistle or a heavy banging of trash cans right and so when it basically whenever a pitcher <clears throat> whenever a catcher was signaling for an off-speed pitch there would be either a banging sound or a whistle to let the batter know that an off-speed pitch was right. coming right right exactly so and they've essentially done it at least it's been documented at least since the 2017 season which is the year that they beat the dodgers yes and if you remember that year in that postseason you know i mean some absolute bizarre fuckery was going on in that series like the way yeah, i don't rem- i don't remember it uh, oh too well um i mean so much stuff makes sense now you know what i mean like the fact that you darvish was insanely battered around like you darvish who's an excellent pitcher was he i don't think he pitched like three innings and he gave up like nine runs what was he pitching well up until the world yeah, series yeah, yeah, like in was, the postseason yeah yeah okay um even if he wasn't it was like to the point of like you know at that time people were saying he was tipping pitch tipping pitches Mm-hmm. You know, that was the rumor at the time. Yeah. Uh, that's how badly he was getting battered. And then you have like Clayton Kershaw, who, you know, he's got a he's got a checkered postseason pass that I think everybody already knows. But in that series, he actually, what, 11 innings, one run ball in all the innings at home at Dodger Stadium. Mm-hmm. And then at the one game he pitched in Houston, he gave up like, I don't know how many runs. But, you know, Clayton Kershaw in his career has never given up he has never lost a game where he's given up where he's been up three runs in a dodger game in a dodger game he did it twice in that game in that series in that game oh in that game in that one game he was spotted a three-run lead twice in that game so at the astros home field they have all the shit set up yeah yeah ballpark right right and there's a clip i sent you i don't know if you got a chance to see it but there's a clip where uh key at bat with alex bradman at the at the plate but clayton kershaw is like you know he's he's going through his pitches and every time a curveball right before he threw his curveball every time there was a loud whistle yeah yeah so that's crazy and that game if you remember i don't know if you remember all any of the games but that was a slugfest that was an absolute slugfest Uh i mean the final score was like 12 to 11 yeah, I think I saw another clip where they were doing the banging instead of the whistling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, the catcher of the other team like caught on to what was going on. It was a pitcher, yeah, it was for 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 Kua. It was a pitcher who was like he called time. What what like, what what team was that? It was a different Chicago team. Chicago White Sox. Yeah, so they were like, let's let's not do singles yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, and he yeah. struck him out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so this is crazy. So what what's gonna happen? What do you think is gonna happen to the Astros? Well. I have zero confidence in Rob Manfred, who is the commissioner of baseball, and he is probably the worst commissioner in in all the major sports. Um, He is completely ass backwards. He has no idea of like how to like keep the integrity of the game, and like I I just have zero confidence in him. So I'm really not expecting much. So well, what could you do at this point? Like the games have been played. Well, he they could if they really wanted to make an example out of the Astros. They could just make them force him to vacate the title, which I think would really send a message. Okay, but as a Dodgers fan, that won't necessarily mean that the Dodgers no win this. No, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to want them to do anything ridiculous like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, award the, you know, the the World Series champs as the Dodgers. Yeah, that's like that's ridiculous, right? Yeah. So. I think what they should do is just they should force the Astros to vacate the title and then just say there was no winner for 2017. Hmm. So, but honestly, it's such a I'm so salty about it because uh-huh. it's like of all the times that this happened, it's like it happened to the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. And you know, like on top of that, I wouldn't be surprised if the uh, the Boston Celt the or I'm sorry, the Boston Celtics, the Boston Red Sox did some form of like shady sign stealing. Oh, too. really? Yeah, because Alex Cora, guess who Alex Cora was on? The bench coach for the 2017 Astros team. Oh, he was? Yeah, he was on the Astros <laughs> coaching staff. Okay. So, so they're interviewing Alex Cora, who was on the bench team, uh, 
bench coaching staff, and they're interviewing Carlos, Carlos Beltran, who was also on that roster. Carlos Beltran, he recently be, became right uh, signed as a manager of some team, the right? Mets. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they're all they're they're you know they're making their rounds and gathering information, but it's a huge deal. It's a big it's a big big deal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, definitely, we should keep our eyes on that. Obviously, I'm not like much of a baseball fan, and this is one of the many reasons why because there's so many. It's a flawed sport, in my it opinion. It is. It is. Because you can do shit like this, and it's like, it's it's not it's illegal, but yet people do it. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's not it's an imperfect sport, and I choose not to really be a fan of the. It's just fan of the sport. So you feel I know you feel sort of like like the sport's been passed up. It's, it's just not it doesn't appeal to the modern like yeah, a modern I, fan, right? Yeah, I feel like it's slow. I feel like kids coming up these days, like they have to either have played Little League to become a baseball fan, or right. it's something that um, is like a family tradition type of thing. I just mm-hmm. don't see many kids these days like on their own gravitating towards this sport. Well, you don't. And also, it's because also it's an expensive sport. Is it? Yeah. I mean, you got to invest in the gear. You got to pay fees to you know put your kids through a little league, whatever other sport, yeah, equipment, yeah. training, like all that. Versus, you know, the most popular sport in the world right now is soccer. That's because it's so easy to play. It's so you just cheap. need a ball. You just need a ball and yeah, what you know, two posts, right? Right, right. Or four posts, whatever. Basketball is the same. There's parks everywhere. You just need a basketball. Right. So, right. yeah, I think I think baseball. They've got some. They've got some hurdles if they want to like maintain their popularity. Uh huh. Okay. I mean, I think we've ex- exhausted all the baseball <laughs> talk for this podcast for now. So let's move on to what we really came here for. I want to start by uh, just sharing a little interesting tidbit. Um, as of today, I think today, today or yesterday was like. The first day in over 10 years that uh, the Lakers and Celtics are both first place. Wow. In each conference. Has it been really been that long? Yeah, it's been since like 2010 or something like that. So that's where we're sitting at right now. After about like 10 or 11 games, I think most, most teams have played that many games uh, up to this point. Uh, which is, I think, a, a decent sample size now. You know, to see where everything's at. The dust is settling in a little bit. And as we stand right now, the Lakers are first in the Western Conference and the Celtics are first in the Eastern Conference. Um, so, uh... Feeling good. Yeah, feeling good. I think, I think what we wanted to do today was <clears throat> do a little power rankings, right? Yeah. For the overall NBA. since Because I feel like we've seen enough of the NBA now. Right? Yeah, we're about 10, 11 games in, right? Yeah. Um, the Lakers are obviously looking good at nine and two, first in the Western Conference, and so uh, because of where we're at in the season right now, uh, we figured it was a good time to give our power rankings. So I think we're going to give our top ten teams in the NBA at this at this juncture, as of November fourteenth. As of November fourteenth. Uh, we didn't really discuss what our like parameters cri- are. criteria or parameters were. Yeah, I so the way I kind of uh, did the power rankings was sort of the trajectory they were on. So there's some teams I think with better records, but I put them further down the list mm-hmm. because you know I just don't see them continuing. On yeah. to that success you know? yeah so yeah i i think i went a similar route in that i ranked them based on who i feel <clears throat> has the best chance of winning the championship right now if someone mm. were to ask me that question okay so yeah it's, it's somewhat similar you know i think yeah i think that might so i i did take rec- like current performance into consideration somewhat but that wasn't the end all be all for me same 
Okay. Um, which is going to reflect in my rankings yeah. here. Okay. Um, so how should we do this? Should we just uh, do Go like... Go with 10. Start, start with 10. 10 yeah, like, yeah. We'll, okay. do the, we'll do three at a time, I'd say. Okay. Or maybe four at a time, and then we'll do the last two. Okay, yeah. So yeah, because I don't think there's going to be that much we need to right. expand on, right? Okay. So do you want to give your... Um, yeah, so from 10 to 7, I got the Jazz, the Raptors, the Rockets, and the Heat. And this... I kind of like what you were saying about how like you did take into account some of the performance so far because I would not have put the Raptors in the Heat I think in the top ten like before before mm-hmm. the season you know um, they're two of my biggest surprises I actually really thought the Raptors were I didn't think they were gonna be terrible but I didn't think that they were gonna be I mean they're they are they're looking pretty good you know yes they are. Um, and I give them a lot of credit. Uh, I give them a lot of credit for how they beat the Lakers. Uh, um, super well coached. Mm-hmm. They got they got really good size and length. And Pascal Siakam ha- is, I, I would say I've dis- disrespected him <laughs> a lot going into this season. But he's a budding superstar. Yeah, not even budding star. He's a star already. He's a budding superstar. So, um, they're definitely on my list. And I think deserve like. If you said that they should be higher in this list, I would not. Um, I would not blame you. It's just, again, like for me, as you get higher in the ranking, for me, I'm just ranking them according to, like you said, can they win the championship? Yeah. So we'll repeat your seven through ten again. So uh, seven was Heat, eight were the Rockets, nine were the Raptors, and ten was it were the Jazz. So I actually out of those four, I would say the Jazz. I'd like the Jazz out of those four, but I just felt like these other three teams were better. Um, and the Heat is probably the surprise team of the NBA for me. Yeah. You know, they just, they got so much depth. Yeah, the two rookies are looking really good. Yeah. And if I'm an Eastern Conference team, like the Sixers or the Bucks, um, I or the Raptors, I would not want to be facing the Heat in a series. Yeah, um, that's a spe- really dangerous. Speaking team. of the Heat, there was a really interesting story that came out of uh, the Heat team um, this past week okay. with uh, <clears throat> one Dion Waiters. Oh yeah, as actually we're actually munching on gummies right now. As we're so. munching on gummy bears right now. Um, that's funny. Dion uh, took a took an edible. <laughs> On a plane, like when I heard this story, I was like, first of all, why would you take an edible on a pl- that you're you're like I'm not even sure if I would take an edible just on 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 land first of all, <laughs> yeah, first of all, I don't fuck with edibles because you just never know how that it's a mixed hit, bag, you just never know how it's gonna hit you, yeah, and second, if there was any place that you don't want to be bad tripping on an edible, it's on a plane, yeah. And so I think the initial report was that he was like having seizures or something like that. Right. right. But then as, as people got more news out of it, it ended up that he just had a panic attack. <laughs> he was just tripping. Yeah. He was just, he he was had just a bad tripping trip. too hard on he the plane. He just had a bad trip. Yeah. Yeah. So let that be a lesson to everybody out there. Do not take an edible on a plane. But I will say Dion Waiters is a homie though. Because yeah, he didn't snitch. Yeah, they were trying to, they were trying to figure out, you know, who he got that, who he got the gummies from, and he's like, I ain't gonna tell. Nah, he like, knows be- He knows the rules of the game. Yeah, like, he you know knows. better than than that to. to <laughs> yeah, snitch. so he, I think he got suspended by the team. Well, the guy's basically dead man walking on that team because he's yeah. not playing at all. He's not right. in the rotation, even yeah. though he's owed like twenty five million dollars. He's he's not getting any playing time, so he's just best case scenario cashing in checks right now. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. You you just listed your seven through ten. My seven through ten is actually quite different from yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'll just Brandon say it right now. So number ten, I threw I threw the Phoenix Suns a bone, and I put them at number ten. No, I was tempted to put him put him on the uh, on this. Yeah, list. You know, obviously the Lakers just played the Suns this past week. Yeah. And 
Their three-point shooting ability is actually really good. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of offensive firepower. Great coach. Is that going to translate to postseason success? Uh, I don't know. They, they're probably too young for that. But I think they're going to beat a lot of teams. Uh, they've already beaten the Clippers and the Sixers. So, yeah. Uh, you know, and we both think pretty highly of Monty Williams. So, um, I put them at number ten. Yeah. Uh, number nine, I put the Jazz. Number eight, I put the Sixers. Mm. And they wow. haven't looked as unbeatable as as we thought they would look at yeah. this point. Um, obviously, there's the big thing looming over their head, something that you've been harping on for quite some time now, with uh, one of their one of their cornerstones. You know, sounds like you're kind of buying into it, though. Yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. It's a big, it's a big red flag. Yeah, it, it, you should be, as a Sixers fan... By the way, we're be, talking about Ben Simmons' shooting woes. So. Yeah, I would be concerned if I was a Sixers fan going, and in, going into the postseason. Like, what, what's going to happen, you know, in a late-in late, late in game? They don't have Jimmy Butler anymore, you know? They don't have a guy that's going to act as their, you know, de facto closer. Um, whether Embiid can be that or not. Or even Tobias Harris. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? But... Uh, they don't have that guy right now, yeah. and Ben Simmons. I mean, he, he. I don't think he's. I don't think he's even attempted a three yet in the regular season. So far, no. Yeah. So that's. I would be. I would <clears throat> be very 18, concerned. Over eighteen in his career in the. Oh, I mean, you know the stat. Too. Oh yeah, I looked it up recently. <laughs> yeah. Over seven his first year. Over eleven last year. Yeah. So I would be pretty concerned if I was the Sixers fan. You know. Yeah. So I have them ranked eighth, even though I would still probably bet on them to come out of the East. Yeah, I mean that's that's the reason why I still ranked them higher on my list, just because I know I just I don't know they're so talented still. I feel like they're still, you know, a better team. Yeah, and then um, number seven, I put the Bucks. Wow. So they just haven't. Um, wow, shocked. You know, go, going into this year, right? I I came into it thinking that this team is worse than last year. Legitimate. Contrary to popular opinion, be, you, did a lot of people say that they? A lot of people think they're going to come out of the East. I mean, that's sure, but did, were people saying that they were better this year? I, I mean, mean, they lost. They lost. I don't Robin, know that. Yeah, I, I don't know that people are outright okay. saying that, but yeah. People are saying they're going to make another step forward. Yeah, they're saying they're going to the finals, you know? Right, right, right. And I didn't really see that going into the season. And kind of similar to the Sixers. You have your best player, Giannis, who's obviously like one of the... He's one of the top five players in the game right now, but... Top three, in my opinion. Well, I don't know. Top five, for sure. Top five. Yeah, he's, he's firmly in the top five, I would say. And... He also has some shooting woes. Like, not to the degree of Ben Simmons, right? right? But he's airballing free throws. <laughs> which, like, I wouldn't want my best player to be doing that. Yeah. You know? I don't even think Shaq ever airballed free throws. I mean, I, I see what you're saying, and I agree to a certain degree, but Giannis, at the same time, Giannis is such a... He is such a force of nature that he's like one of the two players right now. I think that like you could actually like make a like you can overlook that in my opinion. I feel like he's that he's that dominant. Um, Whereas like Ben Simmons, he's not that dominant, you know. Yeah. Which is why I'm like, yeah, you can't do that. But Giannis is someone I feel like it's almost like Shaq, you know, uh, Shaq. Like, if Shaq was on a team today with a good supporting cast, I would say that's a title contender. Even though Shaq technically could not shoot threes, is not a great free throw shooter, it's just he's that dominant. So right. I kind of give him that, that concession, you know what I mean? I think it's a little bit different because if you watch the Bucks play, Giannis isn't getting, getting the ball in the post like Shaq is. Like, he's, right. he's basically driving in for his dunks. Right. And so... Because of that, I feel like 
a smart and good defensive team would be able to just build a wall every time he drives. Just and, fill up the paint. And, and force him to shoot. Right. Beat him with his jumper. And, sure. you know, his jumper is not there yet. Okay. And yeah. The fact that he's airballing free throws, I don't know if his jumper is ever going to get there because that's like a pretty bad sign. It's a concern. I would say. It's the same concern we've had with Lonzo. Yeah. So. So I put the Bucks number seven. Um, okay. Even though, yeah, I feel like overall their team is good enough. Um, Budenholzer is a very good defensive coach. I think his offense is not that great. He's been criticized for his, you know, offensive scheme. Like people. <clears throat> People say that he hasn't um, adjusted to the modern NBA with his offense. Okay, but um, all right, I, I I think they'll be there in the thick of it, you know, come postseason. But right now, I put them at number seven. Okay, fair yeah. enough, fair enough. So, uh, all right, what's your next four? Okay. Oh, wait, did you? And what was your number? So your number seven was was Milwaukee. Okay, yeah. So my next, let's do the next three. Okay, okay. So number six, I have the Miami Heat. It's pretty, pretty much similar. for all, pretty much for all the reasons that you yeah. you said. So you know, Heat was seven on my list. They have a they have a legit like number one guy in my opinion, Jimmy Butler. They're extremely well coached, you know, with Spolstra there, and um, yeah, their rookies are actually really good contributors too. They they have a good team. They're so, a team you want to avoid in the playoffs. Yeah, I would say so. So number six, I have the Heat. Uh, number five, I have the Rockets. So you're... I had them per, at eight. You're pretty low on the Rockets. I'm a little bit higher on them. Uh, well, let me ask you. How much of that... Had they lost to the Clippers this past week? Right? Where would you have ranked them? It might have been different, to be honest. Right? Because they yeah. didn't even have Paul George. Yeah. So to lose to the Clippers without Paul George... Well, and... We're gonna to get to the Clippers eventually, but they they <laughs> oh, have oh they made this, your list did they, they? <laughs> yeah they they did they did make my list uh, okay okay so they have this like you know so called like vaunted defense and James Harden was able to still score forty seven on them you talking with the Clippers yeah okay uh well and, I have some and, comments about the defense but we'll get there yeah that that duo of Harden and Westbrook even though like Westbrook's shot is like nowhere near what it used to be. That's still a really formidable duo, in my opinion. Yeah. And, you know, I like P.J. Tucker a lot. Um, Capella will give you good minutes. And uh, statistically, they're still, like, a very high-octane offense. So um, I got the Rockets at number five. And then at number four, I have the Raptors. Wow! So I'm really impressed with this team because they're just really well-coached. Obviously, oh, they're very well coached. Obviously, Siakam has taken another step forward. Wow. People are saying that he might be able to be a two-time most improved player. That's like, wild. That is crazy. It kind of makes sense at this point, though, right? Like, you can see it. You can see the argument anyway, right? With him. I want to see him win that just just because of the novelty of it. I think that'd be kind of wild. Yeah. But. And uh, they still have really good role players like Marcus Sol still very serviceable. Serge Ibaka is a very serviceable player. Kyle Lowry, which, you know, uh, our opinion of him is not as rosy as other other NBA people's opinion of him, but um, he's still there. And I'm a big fan of Fred Vent. Oh, Van we know. I know. Outside of his family and his mom, I'm pretty sure yeah, you, are, you are Fred Van Fleet. Yeah, I, I like him a lot as a player. So yeah, yeah, they got a good squad. Look, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna repeat, obviously, but um, yeah, it's. Just, I think they're gonna make noise in the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's just hard to, it's hard to take them that seriously because they just lost they lost Kawhi. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do you? Yeah, but I, I get it. I get it. And this is a power ranking power rankings for as of now, November fourteenth. So ten sure. games in. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um. Okay, my six to six to four. Six. I have the Sixers. Um, five the Nuggets and four the Bucks. So I just got them higher because I think the Bucks and the Sixers are going to be there in the end when it comes to like you know postseason noise. I just I 
I just see the Sixers and Bucks being there over teams like the Raptors or the Heat, even, you know? Um, my big drop so far, number five with the Nuggets. I just think that, uh, and it kind of pains me because I'm such a Jokic fan, but I think they're kind of searching for their identity, sort of speaking. He's kind of been struggling a little bit yeah, this year, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though he's still been as clutch as ever, but yeah. So I expect the Nuggets to be there, though. I think they're going to be in the top three team eventually. So, um, yeah. It's they just they kind of have a problem of having like too many players, I feel like. Well, I think now, this year, it's clear that you, you give the ball to Jokic and you get out the way. I think it's very clear now this, this year. Last year, I think they had that problem. So, But yeah, it's something to, something to keep, keep an eye on. But I would still have put the Nuggets higher. It's just that these top three teams right now, I feel like is... I didn't even put the Nuggets in my top ten. Wow! Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that makes sense because you had Phoenix out. Or Phoenix on. Right. Wow, that's shocking. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah so uh, I think our top three is going to be, I mean, we all know who our top three teams are, but um, the order of it might be a little bit different. Okay. Um, so who is your number three team? Celtics. Okay, they were my number three team too. So they, they're surprising a lot of people right now. Yeah, and I, and I like. was going to say, record-wise, they have a legitimate case to be number one, but the reason why... I, I docked him to, to number three is because of the loss of Gordon Hayward, which is a big blow. And I think that had he been healthy, I probably would have put the Celtics at number one. Yeah, they're playing really well. Um, a lot of people are jumping back onto the Brad Stevens bandwagon. Which was silly. Like he, I think we all knew that he was, he's a good coach. Yeah, you know? he's a great coach. It's just silly that there would be, yeah. My my main criticism of the Celtics is that they're they're who who's like their best player? Alpha. You talking about their alpha? Who's gonna be the star closer of that team? If it's Kemba Walker, then I don't know that that's enough for right. them. Right. You know, a lot of people are hoping that it'll be Jason Tatum, but. Um, I think he's. I think he's having a better season than last year, to be sure. But, but you know that right you know, now. Yeah, he's not. People were expecting. He's him. not on the trajectory that they thought he would be on, right? Yeah, people were expecting Jason Tatum to be at this point, and this year, they would have expected him to be a superstar by this point. Yeah, you know, from based on like what they saw his first year, in like the averaging twenty five plus. Yeah, a game. yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, maybe. He, Maybe he could could do that on a bad team, but still, what he went one for eighteen the other day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, and you know, and also like their their front court is like pretty thin too. I was just gonna say too. The other thing that I was gonna say though is, like, you got no worries with the Celtics, right? No, not at all. Like seven game series against the Lakers. I would hope for them to come. Out the <laughs> no, East. for sure, dude. Yeah. I'm rooting hard for the Celtics to make it to the finals because if if we face them in the finals, that's you bet you just might as well just raise the banner before game one. So, like, let's look at the best teams in the East right now, right? The Sixers, who's their best player? Joel Embiid, probably, right? Yeah. The Bucks, Giannis is their best player. The Raptors, Siakam is their best player. The Heat, Jimmy Butler, right? So, Embiid, Giannis, Jimmy Butler, Siakam. Is there any player on the Celtics better than those four players? No. No, right? No. That's why, that's why you're not worried about the Celtics like, yeah. if, if they end up in the finals, you know? Totally. And I think for me, it's even beyond that in terms of matchup-wise. The Lakers just match up so well against the Celtics. And you know who else loves to play the Celtics? <laughs> LeBron James. He does. <laughs> so he yeah, does. I would, I would, I would love nothing more than a Lakers yeah. Celtics. I, I mean, I'll, I'll be, I'll be rooting. I'll be putting my Celtics jersey on. Not, I'm, I'm saying hypothetically, I don't own one, but I'd be rooting hard for them. Yeah. Yeah. 
in the postseason. Okay, so we're at the top two. Obviously, it's the Lakers and the Clippers, like just like we thought in the beginning of the year, right? Um, I have the Clippers at number two. So do I. So let's talk about why we why we put the Lakers ahead of the Clippers at this point. Other than the fact that this is a Lakers podcast. Yeah. Other than that. Other okay. than our biased point of view. Right. So going into the season, I had the Clippers at number one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why right now at this point, the Lakers are now the number one team so far is because I think the Lakers have less question marks on that team than the Clippers right now at this point. Like question marks in terms of what? Just things they need to work out. Okay. You know? I think the Clippers have actually some things that have to work out. That's quite uh, 180 from going into this Oh, season, yeah. You for know? sure. For sure. But, look, if the Clippers, had they won, had they had the, had they had the same record as the Lakers right now at this point, I would have put the Clippers at number one. And I, the, what I would have said is, here are the Clippers faced with injuries Faced with load management, faced with maybe a couple more question marks on that roster and team makeup, and yet they still have the same record as the Lakers, I put them at number one. Yeah. But yeah. that's not the case. They've lost some they've lost some games. They just lost to the Pelicans. They just lost to the Pelicans. And without Brandon Ingram, without yeah, Lonzo. Exactly. Yeah. And I gotta say, if I was a Lakers team and we lost to the Pelicans. Even without, like, let's say a LeBron or a Anthony Davis, I'd be pretty pissed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those are games you don't lose. So, to me, that just raises some question marks, you know? And that's why we have... We're, I mean, they're still number two, right? So, but that's why I feel like we're at this point now where the Lakers are at the top team. Yeah, I... So, like you, I put the Lakers number one and I put the Clippers number two. There are several several reasons why I did that. Um, first of all, the Lakers have the top ranked defense in the league, and oh, yeah. as we know, defense wins championships. The Clippers, uh, you know, as heralded and vaunted as their defense was going into the season, they give up a shit ton of points. Yep. Like I think their defensive rating is like tenth in the league so far. And they just and the Pelicans just put up 130 plus on them. Well, today. I think it's going to change now that Paul George is on the team. Yeah, we'll but, see. But like, yeah, like we're saying, there's question marks now. Yeah, so that's something that can be corrected, right, by the Clippers. Uh, but another big factor, I think, in all of this is Kawhi's health. Okay. Like going into this year. A lot of people were questioning if LeBron was going to be able to withstand like the rigors of a regular season and another postseason run, right? Kawhi Leonard, I mean, I feel like his load management is legitimate, in my opinion. I think he really does have like a knee issue, okay. and if you've noticed like the box scores, uh, his box scores recently, like he hasn't been doing, he hasn't been setting the league on fire like he was like coming out of the gates of this season. And he looked like Jordan. Like yeah, the first he looked like games. Jordan the first couple games. And yeah, there are still moments where he like looks like the best offensive player in the league, but um, his shooting percentages have gone down. And I, if I'm a Clippers fan, like I would be a little concerned about um, what what physical shape he's going to be in, like <clears throat> yeah, you know, in the playoffs. It's like. Are we you're you gotta wonder, okay, is this him pacing himself? Is this him, you know, conserving energy? Is this is this him sort of keeping saving the bullets? Or is he legitimately, you know, hurting, right? Yeah. I think that's the question, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't it's about it's about having your players at a hundred percent, right, going into the playoffs. Like I don't know that he's ever gonna be like a hundred percent. You're saying ever? Yeah. Okay. There, he might have moments, but like, there's still a, there's still like seventy games to go, and 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 a full season. <clears throat> so, 
at that point, after playing all those games, is he going to be at 100%? Probably not. Yeah. More likely than not. And I, I would be concerned if I was a Clippers yeah. fan. Yeah. And, I mean, dude, I'm, I'm shocked that this guy took a day off against the, the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, right. Like that. Yeah, that's you're, still, I'm still shook by that. You're, you're. That was a very mind-boggling thing. I'm still you, shook right? by that. You know what I mean? Yeah. To choose the Bucks to 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 rest versus the Blazers. Yeah, you know. But yeah. whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I share in your your thoughts on that. The other thing too is I would say about the defense. So yeah, Paul George is coming back, right? And I mean, he is back, and he's he looked he looked good today. But the other thing that I want to say too. So, the things that were just so, um, you know, the things like that kind of strike fear in the other team's hearts, right? The other fans' hearts about the Clippers are what? Obviously, you got the duo, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, right? But then you got, I think for me, the thing that really sets them apart is that, is that role. They're, they're vaunted role players, right? The Lou Williams, Montrezl. Right, Harrell right. Combos. And so here's yeah. what I've. This is why I'm like feeling a little more confident about our chances, is because one, Patrick Beverly, I feel like he's been quite exposed this season so far. Wouldn't you? I agree? mean, just just ask <laughs> Russell Westbrook, right? You know, Patrick Beverly tricked y'all, <laughs> yeah. Basically, and he tricked me, I guess. You know, but I if. Obviously, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle, right? But honestly, though, if you look at the box score, if you watch a little bit of the game, it is a little true, you know? Uh, especially with the big contract that he signed. He's... I don't know if you can say, oh, this guy is a shutdown defensive specialist guy. To me, he's like the defensive version of like what James Harden is kind of doing. Like... He's like gaming the system in a sense, okay. you know. Yeah, and his his uh, defensive profile, like his antics, add to his profile, you know. Right, he's like a Kendrick Perkins, right? Yeah. Or it's it's yeah. not it's not sound like defensive. Um, it's not like a sound defensive like skill set that he's relies on all the time a lot of it is like antics yeah like getting into people's heads and stuff right right which is like i mean at the end of the day like how much of a difference is that going to make on the elite teams right yeah like i think he that's why i think it's more effective in the regular season right exactly and that's why for me i think that is it's a bit of a revelation you know well he tried doing that to kevin durant last year in the playoffs Uh and that's basically what quote unquote woke him up and then he just went off on the Clippers. <laughs> well there you have it yeah. too. So like for example, in terms of defensive presence, who would you rather take Patrick Beverly or Avery Bradley? Right now? I would take Avery Bradley. Yeah. Yeah. So that okay, so that's one. The other thing is Lou Williams. Okay. So Lou Williams that is a dude that kind of strikes fear in my heart when I watch the Clippers play. Because that guy torches he torches us, right? And the dude is super smart, super crafty. He's just so good at like drawing fouls. Yeah, yeah. he's like diet James Harden, right? The guy is just at times is kind of unstoppable. But the other thing is, the guy's a liability on defense. Yeah, guy is not yeah. good on. Defense. They have they have to um, intentionally hide him on defense, right? Which yeah. again, that's a big deal. In playoff basketball, that's a big deal. You, you're in trouble if you have to hide players. That's the whole reason why we're knocking the 76ers, right? Because yeah. you have to hide Ben Simmons on the offense, right? Lou Williams is the same thing. Like When it's come crunch time, you absolutely need to have Lou Williams on the court because he's a guy that like he changed, he's a game changer, right? You fully expect him to be there you know, when it comes crunch time. For the Clippers, right? Yeah. And for me, I'm realizing that's not such a bad idea. You know, that's not such that's not such a that's not so bad for us. You know, because he's so bad defensively. Like in tonight's game, uh, <laughs> they gave up a huge crucial three 
um, that the Pelicans basically ice the game because Lou Williams completely missed his assignment. Who hit the three? Was it Drew Holiday? No, it was like JJ Redick, Jackson, somebody Jackson. Oh, Frank Jackson. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So yeah. So that's so right there. Is that's for me? I'm like okay. Well, that's that's actually uh, something that's kind of concerning if yeah. I'm a Clipper fan. And I'll give you. I'll give you even another reason. <laughs> okay. All right. Because we're Lakers Lakers fans. Uh, I I still. Even though the Lakers lost to the Clippers opening game, I still feel like the Lakers match up really well with the Clippers. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Now that Dwight Howard has emerged to become <laughs> what he is, right? Yeah, because he was not the Dwight Howard in the I first don't, game, I don't right? think, Yeah, I don't think he... I think everyone was still trying to figure it out in that first game. But now that we know what Dwight Howard is, because the one... You know, other than the obvious, like, Kawhi and Paul George, like, the other player that really concerns me the most from the Clippers is Montrezl Harrell. And we see now, I feel like the Lakers have pretty much solidified their crunch time lineup. Yeah. Which is, you know, Avery Bradley, Danny Green, LeBron, AD, and Dwight Howard. Right. So now that we have Which that, is, by the way, a beast of a defensive unit. Yeah. So now that we have that... You put Dwight Howard on Montrezl Harrell, and I'm I'm cool with that. Right. Like I'm 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 gonna right. roll with that. Which, by the way, also Montrezl Harrell is actually not that great of a defensive player either. He he's okay. Yeah. He fills up the stat sheet because the the dude is like he's he, very active. He's got he's a really an animal. he's got a really high motor. High motor. He yeah. he he reminds me of like a better version of Kenneth Farid. Right. He's like he's an animal, right? But again, his defense is not like. It's not all NBA, you know? So you got Montrezl Harrell and Lou Williams who play crucial roles, and their defenses are quite suspect, and you match up against our crunch time lineup. I'm feeling pretty good. I think we're looking pretty rosy. Yeah, and, you know, especially, like, once we add Andre Iguodala, too. (laughs) Once, not not if, right? Once, right? (laughs) That'll just add another wrinkle to what Frank Vogel can do, you know? Why don't you share exactly what uh, the the tweet that you sent me the other day? Which tweet? It was like Rob Palenka and Iggy and how they they went to the same school or they're from Indiana. Well, uh, Rob Palenka was Iggy's agent. Right. And they're, um, I think... Iggy has been on record like saying that how much like his wife loves Rob Palenka. They're still like I mean they're still on very good terms. They're bros. Yeah, they're bro. They're both from Illinois, you know. So they have that connection, and I and everyone, they're you know, a lot of people in the media are just saying that it's a foregone conclusion that Andre Iguodala is going to join the Lakers. The Lakers have an open roster spot. Just for Iggy. They they so, probably you know, have a locker room like Yeah, they probably have a his locker reserved right now. Like as soon as the as soon as he get makes it to the Lakers midseason, they're just gonna remove the black tape <laughs> 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 on the you know the name, the flagger, and it's gonna say Iguodala. You yeah, know? Yeah. So a lot of people are very confident that Iggy's gonna join the Lakers. Which if that happens, then You, you think know, it's a wrap. Because right now yeah, like I feel good. I I feel like it's still like fifty five forty five when it comes to like the Lakers Clippers matchup. Like I I feel like the Lakers have a slight advantage, but it's it's it can still go either way. It's still kind of a coin flip at this point. Add Iggy to the team though, then I feel like the Lakers odds go. Yeah. So where would you put it? You know, significantly higher. So I would. And this this is with the caveat that Iggy is who he how he looked like last until, year until recently yeah like the like last year's NBA Finals Iggy if that's what if that's what the Lakers get then... he's thirty six by the way right okay yeah yeah okay so if but if that's the player that we get then um I would put it at like seventy thirty oh my god really yeah. You're pretty damn confident. I would be very confident if, damn. if uh, Iggy was on the Lakers. Yeah. Damn, okay. You know, because I still get shocked at how good Anthony Davis is. Like, I don't know if you feel that when you watch him play. Yeah. It's, it's like... 
Boy, you are in do your... You, do you remember when... <laughs> do you remember that half season when Pau Gasol first got oh, traded yeah, to the I Lakers? Remember that. It was a breath of fresh air. And it was like, you watch him play and you're like, oh my god, this guy is like so good. So good. So what we're seeing from For, AD... In the first game. Yeah. So what we're seeing from AD right now is like that, like, times 10. And I don't even feel like AD's played... Up to his You're saying he's yet. not. This is not even his final form. No, because he's <laughs> he his, hasn't even begun to peak yet. His outside jumper hasn't really been falling the way it normally does. You know, right? So yeah, every, like that movie, that dunk that he had on Sarge in in the Phoenix Suns game was like, this guy is crazy, right? So he still has plays every now and then where I'm just like blown away by his talent. Like every game almost. There's like one play where, at least one play where you're blown away, right? Yeah. So the top end talent obviously is there. I feel like, and I don't know if you feel this way, but LeBron, he's pretty, he's like reinvented himself a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Like he's leading the NBA in assists. He's averaging 11 assists a game, which is like way above his career average. He's, by the way, Averaging his least number of points he's ever averaged yeah. since, since like his rookie year, I think. So there were the reports like this offseason that LeBron was going to be like, quote unquote, the starting point guard for the Lakers. And that was like... That was laughed at. That was panned by the media, yeah. I would say. But he's actually kind of doing that right now. Yeah, and he's talking about it. He's, he's been vocally talking about how, oh, you know, as a Lakers point guard, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So he's going to... He's going to work in all of his playmaking right into this team's offense. But you know like when it comes to when it comes to like the postseason and crunch time, he'll be he'll be scoring the ball too. So he'll have both like right down, you know, right. in the system. And the other thing too, okay, adding I mean this is just basically circle jerking how good the Lakers are right now. <laughs> hey, they're not, they're not in first in the Western Conference, you know. But the other thing I want to talk about too, which I just cannot I cannot understate it enough is I think Frank Vogel's done a just a fan fucking tastic job. Like all of his substitutions, they <laughs> make sense. <laughs> yeah, I, it's such a it's such a breath of fresh air compared to what we were subjected to with Luke Walton. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's like it's like walking around with ankle weights on for like two years, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, sudden someone's like. Dude, why do you have ankle weights on? And you're like, oh, what? And you take it off, and all of a sudden, like, you just yeah. got this pep in your step. That's what Frank yeah. Vogel feels like. It's like unlocking some shit. Yeah. Like, it, it's, yeah. It's crazy. Like, I would say we've won at least three games so far because Frank Vogel made the right adjustment. Definitely the Bulls game. Yeah. Because he kept, like... For sure. The hot hands in there. Yeah, that you know that's one thing that I like about what Vogel's been doing is that he he plays whoever's playing well in that game, you know. Right. Because like every you know the matchups are different depending on like from game to game, right. right? And so you you get a sense that he's like evaluating what he's seeing throughout right. the game and right. he's adjusting to that. Right. So if for instance like Quinn Cook is for for whatever reason like scoring a lot better than he normally does against a certain team, then he'll leave him in there, you know? Yeah, I mean, look at the fact that KCP, I mean, he's been buried. Yeah, his, his minutes are dwindling. Dwindling, yeah. and then you see Alex Caruso, like, obviously, like, getting some big minutes, you know? Yeah. So I, I can't speak enough about, and usually I'm quite critical of coaches. I'm usually critical, like, you know, I, I've been critical even of Phil Jackson, you know? Right, because we, wa we watch every game, and it's like... As fans, we second guess all the yeah, time. Yeah, you know? yeah. So the fact that Frank Vogel has done such an exemplary job, I feel like, man, like, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. And it's not just a beer talking right now, you know? Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I know that you're not, like, the biggest Doc Rivers fan either. So. <laughs> Yo, Doc Rivers is a joke, so man. You, so, you, so would you feel that the Lakers have a coaching edge? 100%. 100 percent yeah that's crazy coming in that's crazy to think and i don't know that that's a very popular opinion actually you know russell if russell westbrook said the same exact thing but you replaced patrick beverly's name with Doc Rivers, 
it would make so much sense still. Yeah. So Doc Rivers, I will give him this. He's a, he's a good motivator, which is a big deal in the NBA. Yeah, you know? I mean, I feel like he can manage pers- manage Yeah, I, I I agree with that. But in terms of like, you know, uh, like strategy, X's and O's, all that. Nah, man, that guy, that guy, he just, he's not gonna, <laughs> he's not gonna, <laughs> it's just, he loses his voice by the fourth quarter. Yeah, of the it's game. just, it's not gonna man, happen, man. You know, our, we've come a long way because yeah, we have, we were shaking in our boots, you know, into the season. <laughs> like, no, I'm, I'm saying even beyond that, like, let's go back to like seven, eight months ago. Mm. What we were talking about was our front. This front office is dysfunctional. Right. We're, we're, things look pretty bleak and grim. You know, Genie Bus is this, Magic Johnson that. You know, Majinka was not looking great. Luke Walton and his rotations, and look at where we are today. Nine and two. Uh, first in the West. We got a good coach on the team. We have the right role players. Is it time to issue an apology to Rob Palinka right I, now? It might. You know what? Here I am <laughs> apologizing right now to Rob Palinka because because all of his the off season signings have pretty much all worked out. Well, right? I'm not a fan of the Rondo signing, but yeah, Danny he looked Green. good. Love it. Uh, Dwight Howard. Love it. Boogie Cousins, even though he got hurt, I still really like that it. signing. Loved right? it. <laughs> Resigned Caruso, right? Loved it. Um, Jared Dudley on a minimum contract, which I mean, cool. at this point, at that point in the offseason, you really have to just sign some more bodies, right? Yeah, Jared Dudley, Troy Daniels, Quinn Cook. Yeah, it's... You can't blame him for that. You know, probably like the KCP re-signing was like, the one, oh, one, that, head, one yeah. head scratcher. But, but that was probably a clutch sports favor. Yeah. Um, Look at me. I'm just making all these. Even JaVale, even JaVale, like you. I, I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's a player that kind of like I go back and forth with. Here's the thing. The reason why I'm already ready to issue an apology to Propolinka. And the reason why. And it's going to surprise you maybe. But the reason why I'm already a lot more confident <clears throat> and that I, I'm just ready to just be very thankful to this guy is the fact that we have not heard a single peep from him. And you, you may think, well, that's, what, what, that doesn't even make sense. I mean, that doesn't really, what is that? Yeah, what do you I mean know, by that? I know right? where you're going with this, yeah. The reason why is because just, you might have already forgotten this, but just think, it was not long ago where you heard something out of the front office on a weekly basis. And that was all due to Magic Johnson. And it, it's kind of like we're realizing now it is all due to Magic Johnson. We already knew going in that bringing Magic Johnson in as the team president was a bad idea. But we, I think we really knew specifically the kind of warts he brought. You know what I mean? Yeah. And one thing is that he just could not get out of his own way. He just loved the limelight so much. Yeah. And the funny thing is, the dude is still, the guy is still harping on stuff about how that all went down. Like, I think even just as early as last week, I saw an article where he was interviewed and he was talking about how, oh, well, you know, I'd still be with the team if, if Jeannie would, would have let me do what I wanted to do. You know? I mean, this is like a couple weeks into this new season already. Thank God he's not on. You know what I mean, though? But that's so crazy that this guy is still harping on it. He's still on it. And yet, this whole time, we have not heard a... We have not even heard a small soundbite out of Rob Palenka. Yeah. And I think that speaks volumes to, you know, to, to what, he's, what he's done so far. Yeah, so maybe like all of that chaos and dysfunction right, was coming right. from Magic Johnson. Exactly, and I think that's yeah, that's that's kind of. I think what... it's. I think it would be okay to assume that at this point, based on the results that we're seeing so far, right? Yeah. Like once Magic left, then 
you know, this was this past off season was basically Rob's show to run, right? And it was an unfair it was an unfair situation for him, remember, at that time too, because Kawhi did he did us dirty. You know? He did us so dirty and he put us in a spot where he basically was like, I'm gonna screw you guys over and then improve the the crosstown rivals team like tenfold. Yeah. And yeah. so he was dealt with a really poor hand, a bad reputation, and Rob Polinka just he didn't make any excuses and he he just made it work. So yeah, I gotta say, like, man, Paul apologies to Rob Lowe, man. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Lowe Polinka. Yeah. yeah. I mean he's he's looking good right now, basically. Probably yeah. leading leading executive of the year you think so yeah well we gotta think about that yeah i mean at least one yeah he's he's one of them for sure yeah so i so we say all that to say that things are looking pretty good right now compared to you know just a few just a few months ago and uh we have the lakers ranked number one in our power rankings and yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no reason to suspect that um, they can't sustain this. You know, it's not like it's not like the team's getting lucky by winning these games right now. Yeah. So things are looking. There was only one really game. Good. There was only one game where I felt like we were being we were overmatched, and that was the first game. Yeah, and you know that was obviously like. I Our feel like team we're, was all new. Yeah, know? I feel like we're a much different team now already. Yeah. So Christmas Day, you know. Hopefully Kawhi will a, play. That'll be a game. Hopefully Kawhi Leonard will I, play. Uh, something <laughs> tells me he's gonna play that one. Yeah. But uh, that'll Hold be. Hold on. Let me ask you though. Game. If Kawhi doesn't play that game, right? And his reason is load management, right? What What will your thoughts be? Uh, so I already looked at their schedule, right? And they have. Two days rest before that game and two days rest after that game. Okay. So there's no reason for him to miss that game. <laughs> I, f- I feel like if he rested that game, um, the league would punish the team somehow. Right. Yeah. Because, like, you can't do that. You know? <laughs> yeah, Christmas Day is NBA's day, right? right Just yeah. how Thanksgiving is NFL's day. Right, right. So, yeah, that's probably, you know... The biggest game coming up, right? Every other game, it's like... I mean, yeah, there's a lot of games in between, but um, that's really going to be the one game that we're going to look at, you know? Gotta win that one. Yeah. Gotta look good in that one, basically, you know? Um, but yeah, things are looking good right now, so uh, we'll just we'll just end it that. End it there on... on Happy days are upon us, on, man. Good, some good feelings right now. Good vibes. You know, maybe I'll take a Dion Waiters gummy right now <laughs> to celebrate <laughs> the nine and two start. Um, Let me tell you right now, that's not a good idea. <laughs> this is Doc Rivers telling you. <laughs> oh, uh, there was some breaking news a couple hours ago. Uh, Carmel Anthony signed with the Trailblazers. Yeah, you know your your prediction on the the Blazers is not. I mean, your prediction on. On that's what I was gonna say. Dame Lillard is looking good. But. So I I thought that Dame Lillard was gonna be MVP this year, and yeah. he's been putting up setting the, numbers. setting the league on fire right yeah. now. But the, that team is not as good as I thought they would be. Yeah. Um. So much so that they had to sign Carmelo Anthony. That's a desperation. And I right think there. he got the same contract that Dwight Howard got, which is like he's gonna get checks after every game. Genie Bus is just, or the owner of the Blazers is going to come after the game, just drop hundred dollar bills yeah, into just, his hand, <laughs> just count them out. No, no direct deposit for Carmelo <laughs> Anthony. So, uh, yeah, I think it's good that he's back in the league. You know, uh, it, yeah. it'll be something uh, interesting to watch. It'll be entertaining. Uh, there was a funny tweet by uh, Bleacher Reports um, sports betting account. They it, and it and it read like odds. For the Blazers to win the title before signing Carmelo was at fifty to one, and odds of Blazers uh, winning the title after Carmelo signing stayed at fifty to one. Oh, I think it'd be funny if it got worse after. Yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens with Carmelo in Portland, but um, yeah, yeah. Overall, it's you know, 
NBA is very exciting, especially because the Lakers are good and a legit contender. And the Celtics too. Yeah, yeah. So um, we'll we'll just keep watching and see how the team progresses. Um, anything else you want to say? Nothing other than just the fact that good vibes are good times are upon us. Um, should we talk about Kyle Kuzma a little bit? I mean, he's he's coming off of back-to-back 20-plus point scoring games. I think we should let that marinate for a little bit. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll wait and see on that. Yeah. But we, we do have some thoughts on yeah. Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with that said, uh, we'll just wrap it up for today. So thank you guys for listening. Um, as always, be sure to uh, follow us on Twitter at 81pointspodcast. Um, you can email us at 81pointspodcast at gmail.com. Um, so until next time, we'll be signing off uh, right now. Um, take care of yourselves, Laker Nation, and we will talk to you guys again next time. Thank you for tuning into 81 Points. We are a Los Angeles Lakers podcast hosted by me, Chris Lim, and my longtime friend and co-host, Chris Lee. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave a rating or comment. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can get more episodes of 81 Points on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.